0: Have we flipped over into Christmas music already I'm just dabbling it in oh okay. so I
1: put a song per hour because it's gonna be full go week of
0: all right I have I'll not, be here. I have not heard um TLC oh yeah I've not heard that
1: mm-hmm there's um, a lot I've only played three today so there's not there's a lot out there
0: Christmas and Hollis yes yes that's and, a good one uh must be Santa <laughs> by Bob Dylan <laughs> yes is a staple, th- the single greatest holiday song of all time.
1: <laughs> well, I will make sure that I play that at least once before you take your trip off.
0: I would encourage people if you haven't uh, heard the song, don't listen to the song, watch the video. Yes, and go. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, A lot of people are wondering what is going on with Duke football. The transfer portal is open. There's a bunch of Duke players in it. Riley Leonard uh, was spit out in South Bend, Indiana today. The quarterback will be the quarterback for Notre Dame. Steve Wiseman covers the Blue Devils for the News and Observer. And I appreciate Steve's patience with me uh, as well as his time. Um, All right. How many Duke players are in the portal right now, Steve?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I need to check, make sure nobody's entered in the last 15 minutes here while <laughs> I'm waiting for you. Um, uh, you know, RJ Oban's in there. Yeah. Uh, Jordan waters, um, you know, uh, Jalen Simpson, those are three starters right yep. there that uh, Dorian Mossy, the linebacker, uh, is in there. So, um, I mean, those are the main ones that, that people need to worry about, you know, if, if, uh, Manny Diaz can convince them to come back and, uh, he did that with Jaquez Moore yesterday, the the running back who mm-hmm. uh, was kind of the co-starter along with Jordan Waters. You know, if they use a two-back approach there, and uh, Moore was in the portal last week while they were looking for a coach. When they got Manny Diaz, Manny Diaz talked to him, and he decided to stay. So, that's that's the business we're in right now, isn't it? Yeah,
0: there's there's no question. Re-recruiting your own players has become, and Manny Diaz told us that last week. Re-recruiting your own players is like job one for coaches, especially new coaches. Is there any chance that any of those other guys get re-recruited by Manny Diaz? Yeah, as long as they're in there and they haven't, you know, committed to somebody else. Um,
1: sure, that's that's kind of what you know. I think some of them, uh, you know, they were playing their options, which they should. You know, while, while you're looking for a coach, let me see what's out there, so I so I have a place to go if I'm not happy with with who you picked. And uh, uh, so there's a chance, of course, that can, that can happen. Um, you know, another guy locally in these people, that I didn't mention him, he's a guy, right. pretty good defensive lineman from Raleigh that uh, has another year, another year of eligibility. So maybe that's something they can convince to come back as well. Because that's what was good about last year's team that Elko talked a lot about was there were guys that had opportunities to go elsewhere yep. that chose to stay at Duke. Dwayne Carter, Jacob Monk, Graham Barton, uh, and frankly, Roddy Leonard last year, you know, could have yeah.
0: used the portal and gone somewhere. So that's going to be important for him to do. Steve Wiseman is joining us here from the News and Observer covers the Blue Devils. Here's the thing about uh last year. It was it was how few players, uh, significant players left the Blue Devils. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, they were a net positive in the transfer portal. I mean, that's obviously not going to happen this year. Certainly not at the at the level that it happened last year. Like, what was your theory as to how Mike Elko could pull that off?
1: Yeah, it really spoke to you know it's cliche the culture they built, but boy, what else could you point to, right? I mean, obviously, you know, Duke has an NIL collective, and that's mm-hmm. important. But I know that I mean a guy like Graham Barton, uh, who's going to be a you know an NFL draft pick this spring. Had opportunities to go to bigger other schools. I say bigger schools. You know, I'm talking bigger football schools. Yeah. That could have paid him, you know, a significant amount of money. And he chose to stay at Duke and get his degree. Uh, that's one thing. You know, guys do normally finish up their degree at Duke before they, if they're going to transfer, or they're going to get that degree. This worth so much. Um, that's what a little bit unusual now because Ronnie Leonard is leaving without his degree and uh, going somewhere else. And what I was told was that's that's a different world we live in now. I mean, that wasn't the thing before everybody got their degree and then left right now. You don't really have to do that. So, um, uh, you know, that, that was unusual last year that everybody stayed. It was, it spoke to what Elko and David Feely and David communicating everybody at Duke had built in the football program.
0: Uh, and let me just flip this over into, uh, the current state of Duke football. When I talked to Manny last week, I mean, he, the, one of the first things he brought up was David Feely and in my conversations with, uh, like, people who are plugged into Duke football, that was maybe the most important person, not of the coaching staff, but of the staff. You know, some, David Feely and uh, their conditioning turned Duke from uh, a good football team into a great defensive team and a team that was physically capable of matching up. Um, Manny was all about David Feely being the guy. How, how important has he been?
1: He has been as important, probably second only to Elko, and Elko would say David was more important. Cause right. David was the first hire that Elko made when he came here two years ago this month, and uh, it, it made such a difference for this team. You know, these guys came out of the, the pandemic you know, really behind a lot of schools because Duke was, took it so seriously, which they should have. You know? Right. That's a conversation we can have about lots of schools but Anyway, <laughs> Duke took it very seriously and these guys were hungry to work. And, um, uh, he really got here at the right time. He's a, he's a great straight coach, obviously. And he tapped into what they wanted to do. And that, and the work started that off season. These guys really bought into what was happening and, and really loved it. And so, um, the fact that Manny is so close to David, mm. uh, Seems, seems to bode well for Duke going forward and really played a factor in, in Manny, you know, being the, being the guy that Duke shows for, there are a lot of reasons, but that was a key factor was that, you know, he could retain David Feely, who had, had an offer to go with Elkos to, to next day. No?
0: Oh, I'm sure he did. And I'm sure that that won't be the only offer for David Feely, for people who paid attention. Uh, they watched Duke football and go, well, that doesn't look like a Duke team. Uh, that looks like any top level college defense this year. Uh, so, just your overall thoughts on uh, the choice being Manny Diaz. He's got a little bit, not a ton of head coaching experience. People, I mean, may not realize it's only three years. And then Miami couldn't wait to kick him to the curb to get Mario Cristobal in, which I think we're kind of seeing was not necessarily an upgrade. Um, your, so, your thoughts on Manny Diaz? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, on one hand, he,
1: he really got, got a
0: raw deal at Miami,
1: I think. I mean, everybody... You know, anybody not in the three oh five can agree with that, yeah. I think. The way that all went down. Um, you know, but he also has uh you know, he, he won at uh at Miami at a certain level, at a level that would give, you know, uh extension of Jeep, say frankly. Right. But not the level Miami wanted. And so there's there are some holes in his in his re- resume there a little bit. I mean he didn't um didn't win a coastal or whatever, and uh, there were some losses that were kind of inexplicable. But uh but uh, that, that's why, as they were going through this process, I thought he was a good candidate, and somebody freshening that Duke maybe wouldn't have gotten in previous uh, coaching searches. But I also thought, you know, you look at the coach at, at Troy, John Summerall, who ended up getting hired by Tulane the day after Duke hired Manny Diaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the running. Uh, Jason Candle up at Toledo. Guys who have done a really good job at that level this year that are, that are head coaches that are winning right now. And um, I thought maybe they were better candidates in, in a lot of senses, okay. so but then they don't know David Feely, <laughs> so maybe that <they, you> know, <laughs> again uh, it goes back to that. Um, so I, I got to see, you know, Manny's got some proving to do to prove that you know he some of the things that maybe didn't go as well at Miami as he wanted to. Mm-hmm.
0: He's learned enough in, in his two years at Penn State that now he can he can fix those things and do better going forward. Is the roster? Does the I mean, bar, barring something crazy in the portal. Is the roster one that can maintain not what they looked like this year, because that would I probably unrealistic. Is the roster good enough to maintain a level of competitiveness that gets them seven, maybe eight wins? Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year to, and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam,
1: but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888 843 or text ADAM to
0: 600-700. Adam Gold is a Pete's spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor.
1: They're going to have to uh, get some help on defense because they're losing some starters. The guys that I mentioned that are in the portal, right? Right. That um, they could they have to fill in some holes there. They're going to have to rebuild their their offensive line because Graham Barton's gone in the NFL. Jacob Bums had a, um, uh, eligibility, and right. uh, uh, but they, they they they've done well there in the past. They've been able to go out and get tackles, guards, you know, in the portal from some other schools to get them in here, and, and so they could do that. Um, you know, I I think. They're gonna be up to quarterback. They got some, you know, Jordan Moore, wide receivers, a good good receiver there. They're losing Jalen Calhoun, uh, who's a big part of their offense on yep. at wide receiver. So they're gonna to have to use some work in the program. They're gonna to have to find some some other top quality players in the in that area to, to, to maintain this because there is there is some some guys that are leaving. Dwayne Carter, right? He's going yep. to the NFL now. That's a big defensive lineman. They're gonna to have to get some help up there.
0: Uh yeah, Carter, Franklin. I mean, you, you mentioned the two other uh, d- d- defensive lineman guys in the portal uh, that I know Manny's going to try and re-recruit, but uh, good luck with that. Cause I think all of both of those guys are going to get uh, a ton of offers from a lot of other schools. Steve Wiseman from the news and observer covers the blue devils. I appreciate it. Maybe next time we'll talk hoops, um, but of course they play tonight. You're going to be busy. I will be busy with Hoster tonight, the pride. And, and I do want to say about your, your Christmas music choices.
1: Thank you for not playing "Last Christmas" by George Michael. I, I find that <laughs> I, I can't. That's a song I just it grates on me like like chalkboard. Uh, that or
0: chalkboard. Uh, or the Paul McCartney uh, "Wonderful Christmas Time," which is worse?
1: Oh, it, the George Michael one. I okay. I, I just that, that's an automatic. No, I got to turn that off. That's something else. <laughs> I'm oh, glad we didn't play that. You time.
0: would have you would have hung up. We wouldn't have even talked to Steve Wiseman. <laughs> Sorry, that's a deal breaker gold. Uh, we'll do it again another time. Uh, I appreciate your time, man. Take care. All right, Adam. Thank you. You got it, Steve Wassman. <laughs> we should probably be we should be very careful.
1: I know. I kind of feel like this is a poll question on what Christmas songs trigger people. Yeah, exactly. Oh
0: man. Because
1: <laughs> I mean, I already know like Christmas shoes. No, just stop.
0: Christmas shoes. Yeah,
1: the the sad one about the Christmas shoes. Oh, I don't. I don't know it'll that. Make don't you play. Cry. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs>
0: we're we're out of bump music today. So good. Don't do I it. I Um. All right. I got nothing on that. Uh, you know. You know what song bothers me? Can I tell you and I don't. Uh, the Hanukkah song bothers me. Oh, by the way, really? happy Hanukkah to people. This is like we're coming into what night five? Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, this is the fifth night. Uh, so happy fifth night of Hanukkah to people. Uh, lighting candles or twisting bulbs, yes. depending on how you do it.
1: Not um, to be confused with that Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. That, no, that's yes. the that's song. The I hate that. I oh, hate okay. it.
0: <laughs> I hate everything about that song. That's the one. I'm sorry. I know there are people who love it. Uh, but honestly, it's okay. Uh, no, you're it's entitled terrible. to your opinion. It's t- terrible, terrible song.
1: So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take. But also too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name.
0: To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit
1: peace.edu.